How many close shaves have you had in all that traveling? Well, Here's we had a couple, and our first trip <clears throat> offshore was in 1942 to Alaska. Yeah. And we left a place called Cordova in a Lockheed Lodestar, small plane. And we said we never were going to fly at night, up there especially, you know. But there was a general called Simon Bolivar Buckner, who was having a big street party for us, and we had to get back. So we got up into this storm. We didn't know there was a storm. We got up into it. They lost the radio, and they mm. put the parachutes and the Mae Wests on us. We're 13,000 feet over Anchorage, and the guy said, when you jump, pull these things, you know. And I looked over at Tony Romano, and he turned green, so we gave him a little shot of booze. And we're all sitting there. And I always loved Jerry Colonna for one thing, because he was sitting there with a trench coat and a Phelps Turkel pot hat on, way down, because it was cold by that time in the plane. And mm -hmm. I looked over, and I went, and he went. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be is going to be, you know? Yeah. And it broke me up, even at the fact. We got into the backwash of United Airlines, or felt our backwash. Because we, we had no radio. We were just flipping around 13,000 feet. Yeah. He went down and reported we were there. The general put up the anti-aircraft lights, and one pierced through the clouds, and this pilot followed them down to the field, you know. Wow. And we got out, and I want to tell you, boy, I turned into a little girl. They had to carry me away and everything. <laughs> Is that, oh. that one came to your mind first. Is yeah, that, that's the, is one, that the most scared you've been? Yeah, that's the one that scared me. And I had, yeah. We had another one down in the South Pacific where we made a forced landing. And I was flying the plane. I probably shouldn't tell this on the air, but I was flying this Navy Catalina from Brisbane to, uh, I wasn't flying, I was just up there, you know, holding the thing because yeah. it's just like a bus after it gets in the air. And the pilot was back there and I was holding the thing like this, you know. There'd probably be a congressional investigation about this. <laughs> but uh, this motor started to go out, two motor plane, and and the pilot came up to him, get out of there. And he feathered this prop, and he called the sergeant, and he said, jettison everything on this plane. It was a Navy Catalina with a blister in the back. You know that thing that's jumping up? Big plastic bubble yeah. in the back? Started throwing all the suitcases out. We had a big case of cigarettes out, two or three cases of liquor out, you know. Landed in a little place called Laurieton, Australia, where he hit. We jumped about 100 feet, hit again, and hit a sandbar. See? Stopped. Little town called Laurieton. Peaceful little summer resort town, you know. Mm -hmm. Guy came rowing out from the shore in a, in a rowboat. We're all standing on the wing by now. He looked up, he said, I say there, do you have any American cigarettes there? <laughs> and it was, you know, and here we are, we're all happy that we're alive, and this cat thinks it's a Pan-American stop, you know? <laughs> Plane never landed there in this little lake before. But we were very happy to be down. On Saturday, February 12, 1944, Ken Carpenter was announcer for a command performance guest starring Bob Hope. Frank Sinatra and Judy Garland. Hope had just co-hosted with Bing Crosby, a pro-amateur golf charity event. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the servicemen of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. Well, 
gang, it's another week and another command performance. The personal property of all you guys and gals who write to this old bait, care of Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And because of those letters, tonight we're hitting into a triple play. From Judy Garland to Frank Sinatra to your master of ceremonies, Bob Hope. Thank you, thank you very much. This is Bob Command Performance Hope telling you guys that though Hitler says he's getting out of the Russian winter trap, he's still running in his long woolen underwear with a Russian bear yapping at his flap. <laughs> yes, sir, I just got back from seeing my doctor. I'm getting in shape for a trip overseas this spring. I'm in good condition now, but was I nervous before I started? For six months, I couldn't touch tea, coffee, or Esquire. Boy, was I run down Whenever I passed one of those recruiting posters Uncle Sam would drop his eyes <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> to show you how weak I was Every time I let my yo-yo down I'd go down with it <laughs> But I'm glad I'm in great shape now Because with that new draft regulation You've got to be fit You've got to get inducted now 60 days after your physical Physical, that's army for how do you do? Take off your clothes, stick out your tongue, you're in. <laughs> but this 60-day delay is a good thing. Those draft boards have really been working fast. The guy that lives next to me is a baseball player. Last year, he hit a triple. As he rounded first, he was classified 1A. As he rounded second, he was inducted, and his wife slid into third base. <laughs> Baseball, it's a great game, isn't it? I used to follow baseball very closely And then someone invented slacks But the past <laughs> But the past few years Women have really been taking over baseball In fact, last week I had a date with a girl baseball player She was an infielder, I know Because I couldn't get the first base and... In fact, I remember I struck out But she asked me to uh... She asked me to work out with the team the next day And I did And do those girls play rough I slid into second base, and the second baseman stepped right on my neck with her spikes. I'm the only guy in North Hollywood who could drink a glass of water and sprinkle the lawn at the same time. <laughs> I think they're better back here. <laughs> but boy, those girls can play ball. I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm here somewhere. <laughs> Finally, I got the bat. I hit the ball for three bags, but only one of them caught it. And, <laughs> and a call to Major George G4 Graf at APO 37. Major, every minute of the command performance is in memory of guys like Jimmy and George. Down in Bray Springs, Australia, Pat and Marge Vincent say Sunday is the only night we get through milking the cows early because command performance makes Sunday our big night. Thanks, girls. Say, did you hear the one about the Australian traveling salesman? But on to 980, and hello to the... <laughs> Remember, I'm just reading from letters. <laughs> but, but on to 980, and hello to the aviation engineers and Nickel Bear Jim Keyes, to LAC Brightwall and the Cheerful Aid in Plymouth, to Sergeant L.M. McCarroll in the South Pacific with regards from Crosby. Why do I have to answer Crosby's mail? <laughs> He's got an airmail contract with a stork. I can't understand that. <laughs> but man, here's a mighty swell guy that Bing and I really think a lot of, the swoon crooner himself, Crosby without hips, Frank Sinatra. 
Thanks, Bob. Hi, fellas. Frankie, it's great being here with you in this command performance. Thank you. Yes, sir. I've watched you work, Frank, and believe me, you make a very lovely couple. Couple? Who? You and the microphone. <laughs> me and the microphone? Are you kidding, Hope? We're not even the same size. You will be as soon as you put on a little weight. <laughs> But seriously, Frankie, we've got a great show here tonight. Just think, Judy Garland's here. That's an eyeful. You're going to sing a song. That's an earful. And I'll tell a few more jokes. That's a noseful. <laughs> Look, Frank, isn't it silly our belting each other around like this when we could be taking it out on that rotund lad I carry along in our road pictures? You mean, uh, Happy Tonsils? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Old Scuttlebutt, I mean, that's him. <laughs> that punchy Pagliacci, that Rhapsody in Flab. Let's talk about old Hydrant Head, shall we? No, now look, uh, 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 Bob, instead of picking on Bing, why don't you pick on somebody your own age? <laughs> I think it's silly for you and I to argue. But look, son, Bing isn't that old. He's only 34. How do you know he I is? I was at his last birthday party. I saw the cake. You mean there were 34 candles on it? There were on that, the piece I had. <laughs> Just imagine the laugh I'd have gotten if I'd have read it right, huh? You shouldn't say things like that, Bob. After all, Bing's a grand guy and the greatest thing in America. You said what? I said... <laughs> I said he's a grand guy and the greatest singer in America. You feel all right, kid? <laughs> hmm? Yes, of course. Uh... All this comparison between Bing's voice and mine is ridiculous. The whole thing is that Bing has a... He has a much larger vibrato than... Much larger than mine. I know, but only the band can see it. <laughs> now, with you, Cracker, it's a little different. I mean... <laughs> now, look, uh, Bob, uh, you suppose if Cross ever gets tired of the magic lanterns, how's about my getting a shot at the road picture deal? You in a road picture, Frankie? Well, why not? Well, we're not working on the detours yet, but I'll tell you. <laughs> but that's not a bad idea. We'd make a great picture starring the five of us. The five of us? Yeah, you, me, Dorothy Lamour, and the two guys who hold you up. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Don't you think I could take Bing's place? I don't know. After all, the groaner's a manly lad. I've seen that boy. He's got hair on his chest. Well, he's got to have hair someplace. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... But now that we've settled that, Frank, let's discuss music. What are you going to sing? Well, Bob, I'd like to pay off those command performance letters asking for that Jerome Kern number for Music in the Air. The song is you. That will buy. Take it, Frankie. Bob Hope did his first remote broadcast from March Field on May 6, 1941. Initially reluctant to leave the studio... The roar of laughter and applause from that first crowd was so loud, he would recall that he got goose pimples during the broadcast. He was hooked. He spent most of the next seven years on the road, broadcasting from bases, camps, and hospitals. The cast was put on alert, ready to go at the drop of a hat. Francis Langford was given a 24-hour notice to hop a bomber for Alaska in 1943. They hit 100 camps that year, in addition to their weekly radio show. They also went to Europe, doing a show at Messina just after the enemy had fled the town and was still bombarding the area with artillery. 
They did that to me one time. The 82nd Airborne Troopers put a bomb under the stage in 1943 in Africa. Well, that's funny. Just to see what I... That's right. Yeah. That's funny. That's what they thought. Yeah. Just to see my reaction, I jumped four feet right into a colonel's arms. We're married now. Been <laughs> writing ever since, eh? No, it's true. They did the 82nd Airborne in some place in Khartoum in Africa, some town. This year, 1944, on a trip to the South Pacific, Hope's plane had to make a crash landing in Australia. John Steinbeck wrote of Hope, It is impossible to see how he can do so much, can cover so much ground, can work so hard, and can still be so effective. Newsweek called it the biggest entertainment giveaway in history. Many times Hope appeared on command performance, broadcast over the Armed Forces Radio Service. Ken Carpenter recalled those shows. Give out tickets at the uh, USO and various uh -huh. places, you see. And, of course, tickets were in great demand because they're all the big stars. We did, I recall, one show was Bing and Frank Sinatra and Bob Hope, all three of them, you see. You get shows like that with all kinds of stars, and of course, they're all glad to do them. And there were some great shows, of course, that were never heard in this country. That's right, yeah. There were tremendous shows that were just done overseas. The song my heart would sing That beautiful rhapsody Of love and youth and spring The music is sweet The words are true The song is Well, fellas, some gals in this country are just lucky. Take Judy Garland. Everybody loves Judy. Iceland, Greenland, Persia, India, China, the European theater, the Pacific theater. We even get mail address, command performance, care of Judy Garland. So, fellas, here's your girl, Judy Garland. Thank you, Robert, and hi, fellas. When you guys holler command performance, I come a-running. Love to Mike and the Signal Service at 604, to Company C at 713, to Joan L. James in Shepherd's Bush at London West 12. Regards, Joe Rady and the ship workers of 948. Howdy to the Stardust Jasper at 729, and my very good friends Al, Jim, and Herb at 525. Hello to 980 and the Section 8 mob, including Boss Man... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Boss Man Kern, Carmichael the Walsing Bear... Buck Rogers and Eshman the Wolf. Up north, the four working jerks in Hut 2 send us regards and say we've got a laundry now and we could do Bob Hope's ears for him. <laughs> but fellas, the orchestra's getting impatient, so for all of you everywhere, and with all my love, here's a little tune that they had me record for the jukeboxes the other day. Until 
Fellas, we're going to do a musical melodrama. Our stagehand, Ken Carpenter, will set the scene. Oh, oh. oh. Well, pick it up, Dad. This ain't the Crosby show, you know. Please. <laughs> All right, relax, Hope. I've handled these amateur nights before. Gentlemen of the AEF, our musical turkey tonight stars Frank Sinatra as Frank Sinatra and Judy Garland as Judy Garland. Our uh, supporting player is Bob Hope. (laughs) A great industrial tycoon of Hollywood, better known as the Wolf of Vine Street. As our scene opens, we find Frank and Bob as two doughboys lost on Gruesome Island in the South Pacific. They're starving. A little hunger music, please. 
directly from hunger, all right. <laughs> hey, Sinatra, it's dawn. Wake up, you sleepy head. Wake up, get out of bed. Wake up, you bum. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. What are we having for breakfast? Hotcakes and sausages. Hotcakes and sausages. Hotcakes and sausages. Sinatra, wake up. We're lost in this desert island. We're starving. Stop your singing. You're drowning out that vulture up there. <laughs> See, I can hear that vulture singing. When I look at you, I get that old feeling. <laughs> Don't worry, pal. I'll find something to eat. Sinatra, quit biting my wrist. <laughs> Boy, am I hungry. You know, Bob, when I look at you, I always feel like singing, I've got you under my skin. <laughs> I've been eating K-rations. You wouldn't like me. <laughs> hey, Frank, listen. How did you get on this island? You probably heard a rumor they had silk stockings here. <laughs> but no kidding, Judy, how'd you get here? I didn't ask you how you got that piano here, did I? <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Actually, Bob, I'm lost. I haven't got my lipstick and I'm really lost. You see, I've been playing the gruesome islands on a USO tour, but I got a call from MGM Casting to come back for retakes and I... Never mind about that stuff. Did you bring anything to eat? Yeah, Judith, what have you got on you besides what you've got on you? <laughs> Fellas, I was going to ask you the same thing. Hurry, Sinatra, I'll have a hamburger with onions. Are you kidding? We're starving, Judy. Don't I look hungry? Yes, don't you? <laughs> Bob? Bob, Frank does look desperate. He's swaying back and forth. Bob, he's going to swoon. Forget it. He thinks this is the hit parade. <laughs> but kids, we got to do something because, well, I, I hate to tell you this, but they're never going to find us. They'll find me, all right. Frank, what makes you so sure they'll find you here? Listen... Those Bobby Sock girls can find you anywhere. No, but Bob's right, Frank. We've got to do something. Robert, what do you suggest now that we're lost? Let's get lost. <laughs> lost in each other's arms. Don't you do it, Judy. Because I know that you know a wolf's nose in sheep's clothes, and I know that you know that Robert hopes that so-and-so, so Judy, don't you do it. Oh. Drop a net on him. Oh, don't you worry about hope, Frankie, because... Who's 
afraid of the big bad wolf, the big bad wolf, the big bad wolf. Yeah, that's the idea, honey. Let's give this guy Sinatra the quick brush, huh? <laughs> Say, Hope, I've got a suggestion for you. Why don't you go read your scrapbook from the last war? I'll take over here from now on. Watch it, Buster. This is my girl you're talking to. And when you talk to Judith, I want you to... Speak low. <laughs> Frankie, speak low to her. <laughs> Hey, Hope, <laughs> come here. As far as I'm concerned, you came to me from out of nowhere. Be a good scout. Go back and stay there. Oh, now, don't quarrel, fellas, because I must admit that you'll never know, boys, how much I miss you. You'll never know just how much I care. Gee, you're singing about us, Judy? I'm singing about that hamburger with onions. <laughs> but seriously... <laughs> seriously, I could fall in love with one of you. This kid's got one in his pocket over here. <laughs> Seriously, I could fall in love with one of you, but I want a man who a man who'll spend money on me. Oh, shoo, 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 baby. <laughs> shoo, 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 baby. Bye-bye, baby. All your papers off to the seventh field. Ah, I thought so. Frankie, what'll you give me? I can't give you anything. But love, <laughs> beauty, that's the only thing I plenty of, my Judy. No sales. Out. <laughs> but Judy, what do you want money for? What do you want to buy? I want to buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other girlies cannot steal. It's a fine thing, Hope. Now she doesn't want either of us. I always knew there'd be days like this because my mama done told me <laughs> when I was a knee pan. <laughs> my mama done told me. What'd she, she tell you, vitamin B1? What'd she tell We talk. And give you the big eye. Uh-huh. And when the sweet talking's done. <laughs> a, a woman's a prune face. What? <laughs> what a some thing. Who'll learn you to sing? The blues in the night. <laughs> oh, you two guys are hopeless. But I'm stuck with you on a desert island, so put your arms around me, fellas. Hold me tight. Cuddle up and cuddle up with all your might. So you're going to move into the romance department, huh? No, just wanted to get warm. Uh, let's go, Bob. <laughs> let's get out of here, Bob. No, 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 wait a minute, fellas, please wait, because, well, I've got something that will make you both very happy. What's that, Judy? Yes, sir, this is going to make you both very happy. The blues of the night. Cheesy! <laughs> Yikes! Oh, Crosby's theme song. Crosby, why, that big ham. Judy, give me that record. Wait a minute, Hope, give it to me. Here, here's your half, Sinatra. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, 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 just a minute, Hope. I represent Local 47 of the Lovers of Truth. How did you get off that desert island? We thumbed a ride home in the Crosby Stork. And coming in here... <laughs> oh, that's a big one. We all got on. Coming right in here to ride tandem on one of your favorite command performance tunes, Judy Garland and Frank Sinatra singing Embraceable You. Embrace it, kids. <laughs> Embrace me, my sweet embrace of you. Embrace me, my silk and lace of you. Just one look at you, my heart grew tipsy in me. You and you alone bring out the gypsy. That's it, fellas. Thanks a lot for having me again and again, and catch you all later. Same here, Frank. This is Judy, fellas. Call on me anytime, and love and stuff from home. And this is your native runner, gang. <laughs> a fat one, of course, but I, I hope to be pumping a lot of your hands one of these days soon. In the meantime, good luck from Command Performance, and many thanks in the USA.
Jackson coming up with a G2. The command performance is arranged in cooperation with the Hollywood Victory Committee and produced for all of you in the AEF and the United Nations by the Armed Forces Radio Service. Thank you.